0: Welcome to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Slayton, and I'm so glad you're here. I empower leaders to turn indifferent customers into loyal fans. I talk to guests with a wide range of expertise who share meaningful insights and wisdom. We give you practical tips and proven frameworks and share ways to help you delight your customers. First, let me just thank you, my listeners. We just passed a milestone on the Delighted Customers podcast that if you had told me a year ago when we launched, I would never have believed you. We just passed the 50th episode and 3,000 downloads. There is simply no way I could have done it without the support of so many loyal followers like you. Great guests we've had on the show. We've had thought leaders, professors, authors, some experts outside the profession, like a, a mental wellness expert that really helped bring a different, I think, a fresh perspective to customer experience. And I've got some upcoming episodes that I think will continue to bring a fresh perspective to how we can delight customers. Okay, so today is gonna be just a little bit different because it's just me. This one is gonna be part of a three-part series called Earning Customer Trust and Loyalty Depends on CX. That means a look at the connection between customer experience and things like emotion, trust, loyalty, and value. Now, in this first episode, The Fisherman's Dilemma and Three Types of Customer Loyalty, I'm going to talk about why loyal customers are an outcome of a mature CX practice, of organizations that have built a CX engine, and why it makes a difference in the C-suite. The second episode, The Trust Equation, The Secret to Trust Building, we'll talk about the trust equation, unveiling four variables of trust to help you understand the science behind trustworthiness. And in this episode, we'll talk about interpersonal trust, how you can build trust as a leader. In the third episode, four keys to building a trusted brand, I'll be talking about how businesses can gain a deeper understanding of trust, why it's a precursor to customer loyalty, and share some real world experiences of how to apply it. So let's dive into this first in the series I'm calling The Fisherman's Dilemma and the Three Types of Loyalty. And let me start with a short illustration of a fisherman. He's on a mission to bring back a treasure trove of the most delicious fish. He's got the best boat. He's got the perfect rod and reel. He's got the most delicious bait. He's figured out the right time of day, the wind Uh, He's got a depth finder to make sure he's fishing in just the right spot. He's even calculated the moon phase. He starts reeling in his first fish and grabs the net to bring him in. But the net has a hole in the bottom large enough for the fish to fall through. He's got a problem. He'll need to get a new net or figure out a way to mend this one before the fish will simply fall right through. And there's a huge focus on customer acquisition, understandably. If you think about all the effort, cost, resources it takes to get a new customer, you know what that lift is. It's like getting fish in the net. On the other hand, once those customers make a decision to come on board, unless you're a monopoly, customers have a choice whether to stay or leave. And that will depend on the experience that they have with you. Now, I'm not saying getting new customers isn't important. It is. What I'm saying is there's not a lot of balance of effort of getting new customers versus earning the trust and loyalty of existing customers who, in most industries, are your best source of new customers. It's often overlooked, but it's true. And let me tell you why. In his new book, Winning on Purpose, Fred Reicheld cited the study of customers that were purchased versus those that were earned. He says essentially that those that are earned bring in customers who are more profitable, stay longer, more forgiving, and they themselves refer more. These earned customers become loyal customers. On the other hand, those customers that were purchased through things like discounting, promotions, rate cuts, etc., as a group, are barely even profitable down the road and actually can become over prof- un- unprofitable over time. So let's talk about this, why is loyalty so important? Why, because loyal customers create more value for the companies that they are loyal to. In a recent study by the XM Institute, They found that loyal customers are five times more likely to repurchase, six times more likely to recommend you, five times more likely to forgive you, and six times more likely to trust you. Not only do loyal customers bring in more revenues, but profits grow through referral business and their cost to serve is typically lower because they are more forgiving and they complain less. It means that they have put their faith in you and that's how you get sustainable business outcomes. Let me give you an example. I'm loyal to Starbucks coffee. What that means to me is that admittedly, I'll go out of my way to get a cup, sometimes 10 or 15 minutes further. I'm forgiving if there's a long wait or even if my order is wrong. I set up meetings there. I'm in their loyalty program. I have their app. I buy the K-cups for, for home when I'm, when I'm making coffee. The other day, for example, I walked in and the line was out the door. I pre-ordered on my mobile, so I got my breakfast sandwich, which was ready when I got there, but my coffee wasn't. I was in a rush that day, so I left without my beverage. I was unhappy, but it didn't stop me from going to Starbucks. I chalked it up to a day where they were just simply overwhelmed. And forgiveness is a critical aspect of loyalty. Loyal customers will forgive you when things don't go as they hoped or expected. Now think about what that means because there's always going to be mess ups. There's always going to be issues with service at some point or some part of the experience that just drops. And that's when there's a difference between the different types of loyalty. So let me talk about those different types. Um, And while, before I get to it, let me ask you to just take a moment and think about yourself. Think about your favorite brands. Why, what makes you loyal to them and how far would you go, let's say, out of your way? Are you forgiving for them? Would you refer someone to those companies? Let's talk a minute about the different types of loyalty. Let's answer this simple question first. What do we mean by loyalty? The webster definition of loyalty is faithful to a cause ideal custom institution or product in this case we're talking about institutional loyalty are they loyal to our business i recently saw an article about loyalty that delineated between the three types of loyalty. I think this is a great way to think about different types of customer loyalty. The first kind is called habitual loyalty. Like I go to the gas station down the street because it's on the way home. I have no attachment to the brand at all. I just do it out of habit. Now let's talk about transactional loyalty. As a customer, you would make repeat purchases there, and you typically don't shop other places, but you have little to no emotional attachment to the brand. You may buy from a brand on a regular basis or even be a member of their loyalty program, but if a better offer should come along, you wouldn't hesitate to change. When these customers experience friction, their bond is not as strong and they are more likely to leave. The third kind is emotional loyalty. This occurs when consumers are deeply connected to the brand because of an emotional bond which is created through the brand's ongoing value creation. I think about the Chicago Cubs fans who went 107 years without a World Series ring but stayed loyal. They buy the caps, the shirts, they attend the games, not because of their winning record but because of their emotional connection to the team. Emotionally loyal, or what I prefer to call truly loyal customers, are the golden egg. They are what you should be striving for for the reasons I described earlier. They buy more, refer more, they're more profitable, and have a lower cost to serve. Like the fisherman's story I shared at the top, companies who deliver outstanding customer experiences don't have big holes in their net. They keep the fish they catch. How? Ah, that's a good question. And the question we'll talk about a little bit more in the next two episodes. When we talk about the trust equation and how we can use it to earn interpersonal trust and institutional trust, that's love for your brand. I hope this was insightful and helps you in how you think about why and how you can earn the loyalty of your customers for better business outcomes. Until next episode, thanks for joining me on the Delighted Customers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'd like to ask you a favor. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of my other ones, hit subscribe or follow. I've got a lot of other great guests that are coming up and a lot of other great content. And I don't want you to miss anything. You can find any links or references on the show in the show notes. And you can find those on my website at empoweredcx.com.